Phil Neville, Everton's captain, Everton's Mr. Reliable. Neville scores, and Everton go through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Welcome to a podcast penalty special. Now, on the 5th of March, it was 130 years since Everton's first ever spot kick. We were at home at Anfield at the time. It was 1892 against Stoke City, and Alex Latter saw his kick saved. Our next one was away at Bolton Wanderers in October 1892, and Fred Geary put it wide. <laughs> then on Christmas Eve, we got our first ever penalty at our brand new home of Goodison Park, the third penalty in our history, and Fred Geary hit the post. <laughs> so the writing was on the wall. It set the pattern for the subsequent 130 years. But an FA Cup quarter-final in February 1893 against Sheffield Wednesday, and Bob Kelso scored from the spot. In total, Everton have taken 657 penalties, scoring 459 and missing 198. To put, to put some flesh on the bones of the statistics, I'm joined by Dave Prentice and Gavin Buckland. Preno, missing the first three. That's Everton, that is <laughs> Yeah, it does. We always have this like fatalistic, uh, you know, sort of outlook, don't we? Sometimes uh, as Evertonians, and that doesn't surprise me. I have to say, <laughs> I mean, actually thinking about some, uh, you know, the penalty incidents that we've been involved in ahead of this, and you can think of plenty of like really important ones we've scored. But equally, you can think of some of the more tragic ones that we've missed as well. And yeah, there have been a few down the, down the years, it has to be said. Is it possible to have a favourite penalty? You've probably got a few favourite ones, haven't you? A few favourite ones, yeah. yeah. I was taught to Prano before, before we came on air, as we were, about favourite ones and important ones. You know which one I enjoyed, probably in the modern era, as much as anything? Because I knew how much it meant to the score. It was probably Wayne Rooney at Anfield in, mm. in 2017. yeah. yeah. Uh, a, because it was a bit of an iffy penalty, <laughs> but B, in front of the Everton fans, you know, C, we, you know, I think the last Anfield penalty was probably 1891 or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, and he just knew how much it meant to the score, to mm. score for Everton against. Uh, and he had to score. He had to score, yeah. To yeah. Score. And um, so I suppose in the modern era, that would be my favourite one for. For lots of different reasons, but yeah, that 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 be that be mine. There's a few that fit the bill like that. I mean, you talk about Liverpool penalties, and one of my favourites for personal reasons was Unzi at Goodison when we were playing at Liverpool, because I think we were two one down, and mm. Unzi was getting a bit of flack uh, from the fans at the time, and we get a penalty, and I'm thinking, oh god, if if he misses this, you know, his life is not going to be worth living. He's getting flack anyway, and he made absolutely certain he battered it into the top corner it was a sensational penalty and I was just so relieved but for me the most important penalty in the club's history bar none is Diamonds against uh, Wimbledon that afternoon you know we're 2-0 down we're struggling and I think I've told the story before that I used to have an occasional beverage with Mr Stewart in a, a form via watering hole called The Grapes and I remember like about two months previously he said to me he said I guess he was on penalties and I'd gone through the list I got them all wrong and he goes no 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 it's me he goes, I can see this scenario now. I'm going to have to score to keep us up. And I won't use the actual phraseology he used, but let's just say that, you know, he'd be a little bit wary or concerned at that time. <laughs> so anyway, the penalty is given. If you remember the, the occasion, Neville marched that because they boosted the yeah. ball down the ground. Yeah. Neville picked it up and he marched up the, uh, the pitch as if he was going to take it. Yeah. And Diamond marched down from the park end to take the ball off him turns around, headed back towards the spot, and the crowd just, you know, sort of applauded him for A, for having the balls to actually, you know, sort of put his, you know, sort of neck on the line and take it. 
But that conversation had gone through my head. Oh my God, you know, so he's not going to be massively confident here. But he was, because he absolutely perfect penalty. Seager's died one way, ball went the other, right in the corner. Absolutely sensational penalty. And without that, you know, that Wimbledon comeback wouldn't have happened. And also the fact that just as Dan was about to take the penalty, it's just like he's taken one at Mossley Hill. Because there's cars and buses going past. <laughs> yeah. And kids hanging out the trees. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Empty terrace. One, one that I wish we never got in the, uh, the 2007-8 season. Not had a league penalty all season. Uh, a couple in the, in the uh, UEFA Cup. It was 37 seasons since we've yeah. not gone through a, a campaign with no league penalties. Get to the last game against Newcastle. I think I said to you, Dan, before the, the game, don't get a penalty. It's 37 years. You know, <laughs> we've not had the penalty all season in the league. Ten minutes in the end, we get a penalty, don't we? Like, winning 2-1. So it's not, you know, oh, why, why did that have to happen? You know? <laughs> yeah, they have put it away, you know. So, yeah, that was it. Always a little interesting yeah. backstory to some of these over the years. You know? Just a footnote to that Wimbledon game as well. I bizarrely, last summer, bumped into Dean Holdsworth in a small oh, yeah. bar in Kalami on yeah. Corfu, and I got chatting away to him. And inevitably, we started talking about the Wimbledon game. And I said, You've had all the conspiracy theories, and yeah. that Hans was Sagers was on the make, and it was all <laughs> fixed. And he said, Let me tell you now, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Loads of Evertonians have asked me this, and I can tell you now to your face. I was good enough to miss my penalty. Yeah. He said, I could have hit the bar, I could have hit the yeah. post, I could have put it narrowly wide. He said, yeah. let's get it right. Neville Southall was in goal. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would have batted an eyelid. Yeah. If that game was fixed in any way, for shape or form, and the players were in on it, yeah. he said, I would have missed my penalty. I, I've, I've said exactly that to people in the past. I said, if you're going to fix a game, you don't score a penalty. Correct. And, you know, there's so many strange things that happened around that game. Um, you know, they missed a couple of chances, but, you know, you, you just don't miss a penalty kick if you're looking to throw a game. Or you don't score a penalty kick, sorry, if you're looking you did, to throw a game. You did admit the yeah. players were a bit scared every time they took a, a throw in or a corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, penalties, going back to penalties, our most successful penalty taker is Leighton Baines, and, and Gavi was one of those players that when he stepped forward, even if it was late in the game, and I remember him cracking over a few important ones late in the game. Well, it was yeah, it was just great from dead balls, full stop, wasn't he? Like not just uh, penalties, free kicks, corns, that type of thing. He was uh, he was brilliant at them. I think he still holds the record for most successful penalties from the start of Premier League career. And Premier League there was fourteen, missed at Man United, and I think you have a look. He's still in the top ten mm. in the Premier League, which is great. Yeah, I think it was was a twenty five out of twenty eight, and yeah. I think one of the missed ones went in from known goal off shape, given it at the yeah. at the post and it came back. Yeah. Brilliant, uh, brilliant penalty taker, like, but that's typical of the, the player he was, wasn't he? You wouldn't expect anything no. else from him. Unzi was the same, kind of, wasn't he? When Unzi stepped up, we were fairly confident that the ball would end up in the back of the net. More than fairly. I mean, um, he's the first penalty taker I could say that I had absolute confidence in for a long, long time. Uh, you know, obviously I started watching in the 70s when, you know, Andy King was good at missing them, Trevor Ross was good at missing them. Uh, Bob Latchford got a 100% record, three out of three, but didn't like taking them, he only took them on, you know, sort of rare occasions. How was that? It's mad, isn't it? Like You're a striker, so you should want to, shouldn't you? Yeah, but but Bob being such a nice guy, I think he felt that the, the goal scoring should be shared around the, uh, <laughs> shared around the players. You, know you, wouldn't, you, know? you wouldn't rule that out, would you? No, no, I think he's, he's been quoted with that, you know, I think he was... He, didn't fancy them and uh, yeah. strange that really I think the Chelsea one was, was the Chelsea and Ipswich one they were the, the first, first ones he took, took yeah. yeah yeah it's just a, just a strange thing but Bob's that type of yeah. gentle guy isn't he really but yeah but to, to get back to Unzi I mean um, he just had absolute confidence in him because um, his, his first one 
was it Leeds? Um, you know, he, he side-footed quite casually into the corner. It was like almost like one of those like Jorginho-type penalties. But then he started, you know, if it was really important, he'd absolutely put something like sort of, you know, brute force behind it. And one of the, the rare ones he missed, I think it was Sheffield Wednesday at home, we won 2 nil anyway, so it made no difference. The crossbar's probably still twanging now because he <laughs> absolutely leathered it. But yeah, just one of those players that you knew wasn't going to be phased mentally or if he was uh, he had a, he, he hit it very very well and uh, he just was so composed I mean apart from the ones he took for Everton remember that one he took on the last day of the season uh, for Wigan oh, away at Sheffield United the team yeah. that had sold him you know so under a bit of a bit of a cloud and he had to score to keep them up yeah. to save yeah. the Premier League levels. and again not a problem just stroked yeah. it into the corner yeah. Well oh yeah one, one of the best we've had absolutely well Unzi is actually on 23 out of 26 but Unzi himself thinks he should be on 24. Answorth against Vesterveld for 2-2. Yes! I've always taken them since I can remember playing football. So my first ever um, my first ever team was the church Sunday school team. I only went to church because I wanted to play football <laughs> in the Sunday school team. So I can remember taking penalties and that was when I was about, oh, about seven, seven or eight. And I remember taking penalties then. Right. And I took them at school, at junior school, <coughs> excuse me. And I took them at high school and I took them playing, representing Chorley, Lancashire. And then um, I took them in the youth team. Mm. Uh, the reserves, I can't really remember taking many in the reserves. And I don't even know how I started taking them in the first team. Because I started taking them when I was really, really young and I first got in. Yeah. And I, I think it was maybe just a case of... I happened to be up for a corner and we got a penalty and I just went, well, yeah, I'll have it. And <laughs> and and nobody took it off me. Yeah. So nowadays you would have the designated penalty taker and that would be arranged before the start of the game and maybe you might practice a few uh, the day before a game. I don't, I don't know. I never can used, can I you know. coach it? Can you coach someone to take penalties? You can you got, coach... You've got to have you the can, mindset. You can coach technique. You can coach technique till the cows come home. Mm. Um, and I, th- I always think the best penalty takers have got sound technique. So their ability to strike the ball, um, you know, the ability to be able to put it in a corner. Yeah, you can you can teach that and you can practice that and you can hone in on your techniques. But there's no way you can ever replicate um, the time of the game, the situation in the game, the crowd, the pressure, uh, your emotion, um, and it's no, it's it's impossible. And and it make it makes me laugh when. You know, people say you, you can oh, you can practice them in terms of, you know, the real thing. You can't. It's impossible. But you can practice technique and the, the the art of striking a dead ball. That can definitely be practiced and you can get better at that, yeah. Tell me what it's like to place the ball on the spot, stand on the edge of the box, you're waiting for the referee to blow the whistle and you're in front of the Gladys Street and it's absolutely packed. Are you, are you, <laughs> can you block that out? No, no, you can't block it out. You know, you... you you're aware of your surroundings. You're aware of the time in the game. If you and then it, it all depends. Your emotional state is dependent on if you're winning or not. Mm. And I always had. I didn't really have a set technique. It was more where were we up to in the game. So if we're three nil, three nil up, you know, I'm 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 using my side foot. I'm whipping it to the side. If we're down in a game or it's we're level in a game, usually I would put my laces through it and and trust the power of of the technique as opposed to positioning. Um, 
And I'd just basically look to the side that I wasn't going to put it at. Right. Um, Give me eyes. Uh, yeah. And and then just try and strike it as, as well as I could. And that sort of worked, really. <laughs> I told you you had 23 out of 26. No, you're not having that, are you? No, you're, you're telling lies, Daz. You, you're lying <laughs> to the masses. <laughs> Go on, then. No, I, I remember taking a, taking one and it was a poor penalty and it was against Wimbledon and, and it obviously comes back to me and, and, I, and I finish it. And I never understood why that's not given as a penalty because it's, it's like, it's, what, what's it called? Um, it's not a penalty. No, it, but it, it's... Um, it's like the second motion, isn't it? <laughs> so it is a penalty. So you're telling lies. Don't be lying to the, to, to the masses. So it's 24 out of 26. Um, but I actually remem- remember that record being broken by Leighton yeah. in the game that I managed. Uh, so we beat uh, Watford, didn't we? Marco yeah. Silva's team. We were 2-0 down and Leighton got a last-minute penalty. And and somebody it, probably probably you knowing you, um, <laughs> you, you told me that if you know if he gets another penalty, he's broke my record. Um, but I'd take that all day because we won the game, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know that was a, a that was a yeah. massive uh, three points and victory in uh, in his in, in his turn in the the tide. Really, he was a good penalty taker, Baines. He wanted to be fair. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, reliable. Um, very reliable. Um, you know, picked a corner, and um, again, sound technique, the ability to strike the ball, emotionally. I mean, Baines, he's you know he's he, you know, yeah. he's, he's that laid back. He's lying down yeah. all the time, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah. he's. Um, you know, I think you know. I think a good penalty taker has got the ability to um, control your emotions as well. How often did you practice them? I never did. Did you not? I, pra- you I practiced. Time? I practiced striking the ball. I mean, I practiced striking the ball when I lived in the terrace house in Jolie. You know, yeah. against the wall. I mean, that that never goes away. I, I would still do that now. Yeah. I could get a ball now and go in the gym. Yeah. And 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 love. 20 minutes of just striking the ball against against yeah. the wall and a lot of kids don't do that these days no. you know when uh, so you never took any against Nev in training oh Nev was rubbish at penalty <laughs> saves by the way honestly the best goalkeeper in the world was rubbish at saving penalties I can't remember him saving a penalty when I, well, why is that you're a, co- you're a coach now, so obviously you're, you're obviously coaching goalkeepers players I don't know you'd have to ask the big man he, he um, I will do he um he was rubbish. He was rubbish. I remember like, Nev. The, the the brilliant thing with, with Nev is he'd train on a Friday and we'd always have uh, finishing practice on a Friday uh, morning. Um, we'd do a bit of shade, we'd do some set pieces and then we'd do some finishing and we call it de-finishing so you, you have two touches and you, you, know, you strike the ball. Nev would never use his hands on a Friday morning. <laughs> So he'd be diving it and it'd be hitting his head, it'd be hitting his legs, it'd be coming off his chest, Still he'd be saving, saving it with his shoulder. But then you move the ball, you know, six yards forward. He was rubbish. <laughs> he was rubbish at penalty saving. Um, but, you, I mean, that happens. I mean, I remember, I've played in teams where, you know, your goalkeeper, you really fancy him. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you, you, play, you take penalties against goalkeepers and... Um, Brad Friedel was always a, a great penalty saver. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought he, I just, he was just dead lucky. He just used to guess the right way more often than Nev, you know. And it, so, but yeah, it, is there more pressure when you're taking a penalty in a shootout than it is in a, in a normal game? No, I don't think so. No, I don't, no, I don't think so. Um, it depends if you're taking the last one uh, or the or the vital one. I always I always used to take the first one because. Um, I always wanted to give us a lead, yeah, uh, yeah. so I was always keen to to give the, the team the confidence that we'd go one nil up, or you know. Um, 
and I'm, I remember one of the ones I missed was at New, um, I missed at Newcastle in o- in open play. Yeah, a penalty, but scored in the uh, penalty shootout, and that's that's one of the. Well, that's pressure runs, isn't it? You've missed in normal time. Yeah. You, 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 when you took that penalty in the shootout, you couldn't miss that, couldn't you? No, you couldn't no, afford to miss no, that. I, you might never have taken another one again. But but I would, but because that was my temperament, I was mm. I was quite happy to take them. Um, I've taken. A couple of penalties. I scored two at um, White Hart Lane. Two penalties yeah. in, in in a game. Never, never had a problem with that. Um, scored Merseyside derby penalties. Oh yeah, that that was. That's pressure. Yeah, that was pressure. <laughs> Bloody hell! Um, I'm sorry, I can't swear. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, the game. The first one. I remember the first penalty. It, we were, were we, two one down, uh, and that was to make it two two. And I took an awful penalty, and I went for power. And I actually didn't hit it right. And I sort of topped the ball and it went in dead central. And then the one I took after that, um, it was 1-1, I think. And um, I put my laces through it, but, but um, I did a little skip afterwards because it went really high into the roof of the net. I was like, oh no, that's a bit too close, that one. But it looks a better penalty, the second one I took in Merseyside Derby. But oh, yeah, the euphoria of scoring. Yeah. Any goal in the Merseyside derby, but just you know. I remember yeah. the one you took against Newcastle on Speedo's debut as well. That was a terrific day, wasn't it? Yeah, the first day of the season. And what a what yeah. a rough yeah. down. So I knew I knew Shaka his lot. So so we were talking ninety five, ninety six there, aren't we? And yeah. it, you're just starting then really to do a little bit of homework and detail on goalkeepers. Then I mean now, you know, even even our level and, and under eighteens, you know, you 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 know you you've got the penalties of. You've got the information now in front of you and where the goalkeeper likes to go. So I knew, I mean, Shaka, I played with Shaka at uh, Portsmouth, great lad. Um, but he was about six foot five. <laughs> and, you know, I thought, there's no way if I just, just roll it in the corner, hey, this big man ain't getting down there, you know. <laughs> Bit like Nev. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just rolled it to the side. And, uh, I mean, that I mean that day, Duncan was awesome, wasn't he? Yeah. He was yeah. unplayable. She was um, debut. Yeah, Alan Shearer's debut. We kept him quiet uh, for most of the game, which was which was great. But I just remember the big man was was on fire. He'd had an unbelievable preseason. Uh, we'd had a great preseason. We'd been you know sprinting around Crocky Park and around the Kirby Track and a real old school sort of preseason, really. With Joe that 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 year, the year after the preseason, we won the cup. Uh, but everyone was in great condition. We were we were so fit and. The big man had stayed injury free, and he was flying, absolutely flying. He was like an Olympic four hundred meter runner. He was unbelievable, and he was unplayable. And um, he got a—I mean, it was a dodgy penalty. Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, oh, he yeah. died. He, he died over, over Steve Watto. Yeah. Watto. It was yeah. a free oh, kick oh. the other way. Yeah, he moved him, didn't he? But um, <laughs> I don't know who the referee was, but it, 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 it was a very generous free kick. And then, and then Gary, God rest his soul, he, um, he popped up with the second one, didn't he? And yeah. It was a great day for us. Yeah, it was a great day. So it's 24 out of 26. Yeah, stop lying. It's not 23, it's 24. Second phase, that's what I'm looking for. It's a second phase penalty. Don't be giving me all these coaches. <laughs> coaches. <laughs> There you go, that's David Unsworth, and I think Neville Southall might be playing Canada <laughs> this podcast. Mm-hmm. Preno, I've got to ask you about Dixie Dean. 11 successful penalties out of 17 is not a good record. It surprised me that, to be honest. Um, I can only, I mean, obviously I have no idea, you know, so what his penalties were like, no one's ever seen anyone captured on video. 
But the balls were heavy back then. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The pitches weren't the best. And I don't know what the penalty record was across the board, you know, so amongst his contemporaries. But maybe, you know, so they weren't quite as prolific then as they are now yeah. because of the conditions, because it was like, you know, such heavy boots, heavy pitch, you know, sort of big heavy balls. I don't know. I'm guessing Dixie was there, put your head down and just leather it, you yeah. know, sort of variety. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they practice penalties. It's worth saying, we've mentioned our first penalty in The penalty rule was different then. Yeah. They had like a... a a, a line drawn across the 12, yard, 12 yards out as the, uh, where the spot is now right across the penalty area and you could take a penalty from anywhere on that line oh, right, okay. it took them 10 years it was the early part of the 20th century before they actually had a designated yeah. spot, spot kick you know um, so the completely, diff- now, completely different rules there. Yeah. and I think that was typical of the way it was sort of looked at it wasn't yeah. given the great importance mm. it is now you didn't get them as frequently yeah. So I think it was a little bit amateurish, like a lot of football was in those days. Hence why a lot of players, you know, the, the penalty record wasn't uh, wasn't great. Like say, we've never seen footage of any Dixie's penalties, no. but we have seen him crack a ball in training. I, I couldn't imagine him thinking a little penenka, could you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's going to put his head down. But, you know, if his record was so bad, ironically, his successor, the man that, you know, so followed him, Tommy Lawton, had 100%, 8 yeah. out of 8. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, maybe he just wasn't that, you know, Composed, you know, from 12 yards, I don't know. Just going off track very, very slightly. I'm glad you mentioned Tommy Lawton there. For me, it's one of the it's one of the saddest Everton tales because he could have been an absolute legend. He was certainly on his way, wasn't he, before the Second World War just ruined he, his I'd say he was a legend, regardless of his yeah. two and a half well, years career. You mean mean I know of a couple of times you've had to pick all time yeah. Everton elevens, you know. And uh, Lawton always gets in there. With the, I mean, there was a lot of people who saw both who said that Tommy was a better yeah. all-round player. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, uh, in the air, as good as Dixie, but on the floor, probably better. And uh, I think the difference between the two players was Ted Drake said this once. He was, he was probably the third best striker of that era. Former Arsenal said that the difference between Lawton and Dean was. Lawton was probably a better player, but Dixie just wanted it more. Yeah. And you've seen that with Dixie; he stayed at Everton with Tommy. Yeah. Went went for the money sometimes, didn't yeah, he? It was yeah. it was slightly it's a completely different personality and character, but his eight out of eight record reflects the, the greatness of he, he was as a player. Probably all take money to teenager as well. Yeah. To be fair, you know? when I was looking at the penalty statistics, I was quite surprised to discover that the player who's missed the most for Everton Football Club in our history with seven is Alan Ball. Now everybody that I speak to from that era. Big Joe, yeah. Howard God rest his soul, Colin as well. They all say Alan Ball was the best player they ever played with and he could put a ball whenever he wanted to, but not from the penalty spot into the back of the net. That that didn't surprise me that much, probably because I've like so you know, so I don't remember that many of them, but he was too temperamental a player sometimes. He was always on the edge, wasn't he? Whereas mm. you need to have ice running through your veins if yeah. you're going to be like a properly successful penalty taker. So maybe just a bit emotional, a bit too emotional at times. And the kind of player as well that once he'd missed one, he's not going to, you know, so hand over the responsibility. He yeah. would say, no, he would want to put it right and take the next one and take the next one. And such was his force of character. No one was going to persuade him otherwise. Yeah. So he'd probably carry on taking them even when he shouldn't have been. Yeah, because that was, that was the funny one, the 68 semi-final against Leeds. He wasn't playing, wasn't he? We, we got a penalty. And Johnny Morrissey said, like, you know, I'll take it because Alan Ball did, did yeah. everything. He took yeah. on. Nobody else yeah. was in with it. You know, training everything. Nobody else took it. And Moxie, to be fair, he was, Great player he was, just you know, put it in for the winning goal to, to Wembley. Yeah, but I get that. 
Um, Most of the ball would be the it's my ball, so I take exactly, the yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely, and the corners and the free kicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Wayne Rooney. Uh, missed more than half of his as well. He Doesn't surprise me again. Seven and missed four. So, so one of his early ones, uh, he played, is it the penalty shootout down at Chelsea when he was a teenager? I think he scored one at Newcastle, didn't he, in the first penalty shootout that we'd won for a long time. Yeah. Um, and Unzi missed one in that penalty shootout, bizarrely, but I'd scored one in normal yeah. time. Um, but Wayne never really filled me with that much confidence. I mean, one at Chelsea, he, he missed. I think that we got before one anyway, so it didn't make that much difference. But I don't know, just never really struck the ball with as much conviction as a man who could clearly strike the ball magnificently you know yeah. sort of in and around yeah. the penalty area but for some reason from the penalty spot wasn't quite yeah it, it's interesting talking about Alan Ball and Ray Wayne Rooney too the you know, most talented players I've played for Everton but talented players can be like that Lionel Messi's penalty record he's missed more True. penalties yeah. than anybody in history yeah. any player I think he's missed 30 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, 30 penalties and if you think some of the key games he's missed penalties in yeah. and he's right you know, obviously one of the two or three greatest players ever so it just shows you like more than really you can't well, be fallible when it comes to penalties it doesn't surprise like Peter Beardsley's record was 100% does it 6 yeah. out of 6 no he was classy Peter Beardsley wasn't he everything he did was immaculate and uh, no that doesn't surprise me at all I don't remember that many of his penalties to be honest no, he, just, he just took for granted that you know he was, yeah. was going to you know, sort of put them he, away when he got the ball in the area in open play he'd finish like it was a penalty yeah, wouldn't yeah. he you know he placed it into the oh, corner gosh. it was just uh, yeah, very calm you know, what did surprise me um, I hope he's not listening to this. It was Duncan <laughs> Ferguson's record? He, he scored eight out of ten, but for me, he was a little bit like Wayne from the penalty spot, and, and, and later on, a little bit like Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. Three fantastic players with their own attributes, but Duncan he never looked convincing for me from the penalty spot. Gav. Yeah, well, people who've seen me take penalties would say being tall and gangly is not necessarily <laughs> the uh, <laughs> physical prerequisite for being a sound penalty taker. Uh, my record's not eight on ten, so we're near that. Yeah, it's funny. But Duncan occasionally, you know, he could place the ball in the air in open play, couldn't he? Didn't necessarily yeah, always have to slam it. Um, and yeah, that was that was a surprise and one, but good to, good to hear, you know. Yeah. When you think of Duncan, so you think about his last one, don't you? Exactly, West Brom. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a poor penalty. It was yeah. saved. He scrambled the rebound, home and turns and like starts patting his heart, you know, sort of to the crowd. Yeah, I mean, he started taking them. Um, oh gosh, was it like the, the late nineties era, early early noughties? Was it in his, his second coming? Wasn't yeah, it when he started yeah, taking them? Yeah. And his first two or three were put away really convincingly, but no, he didn't fill me with confidence. I don't know why. Maybe it is like that appearance, you know, mm. seeing a tall striker, you know, who's a bit leggy. You know, you don't anticipate him being able to strike the ball that like cleanly. But as his record shows, he obviously did. I mean, often I often think maybe the goalkeeper was thinking, <laughs> if I save this, I'm at it. I'll just go the other way. Uh, I just want to mention Trevor Stephen. Kind of, he was another one when he when he stepped up to take a penalty. He knew where it was going to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know really. I'm just trying to think. He scored the two against Luton, didn't he, in the last game of the uh, the title season in '87. And it sounds a bit odd. Maybe I just because he missed one against Arsenal in a League Cup semi, yeah. and and it was important. And I just probably unfairly always think of Tricky as being not one of our better penalty takers. And yet you look at his record and it's outstanding. Yeah. Certainly better than Sharpie. You know, so Sharpie, you know, so missed a few. Um, Sheeds was a okay his record. He missed two or three as well, I think. So yeah. of the penalty takers of that era, he was clearly the best. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrongly tainted by that bad miss against Arsenal because he put it over the bar I think maybe um, some of Trevor's 
penalties might have just been cake ices, mightn't they? Because at yeah, the time, yeah. we were probably so far ahead in the game that it doesn't. Because pe- decisive penalties stick out in the memory a lot longer than good points. Any penalties. Yeah, I, I can't, think, yeah, I can't yeah. think of any of Trevor's that no, were absolutely. would be the Luton, the Luton ones and when they won the title in '87. Mm-hmm. The the two on the day, the ones that spring to mind. And we already won the league, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Liverpool obviously missed one of the screens for Super Cup, but we forget about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I was the Arsenal one, and it was a bad miss, wasn't it? It yeah. was like, sort of at the upper deck of the uh, yeah. the Gladys Street, didn't it? But. Yeah, it's interesting. The other one, which I'm sure you got down there, who I think is the best player, best player to take in the club's history, you know, the Roy Verne, mm. is just, yeah. even in the 60s, in the game, Roy was regarded as being the best penalty taker yeah. in the game. I think he got 18 out of 19, missed against uh, Spurs. Spurs, Bill Brown saved it. Such was Roy's prowess with spot kicks. He missed one. He was dropped by Catholic once. He missed one against Burnley. In the, in the reserves, <laughs> back page headlines, Roy Vernon <laughs> misses penalty. You know, it was like, just never, never. He was like the sort of Matt Letizia yeah. of his day, Roy, yeah. when it came to, to penalties. He was just a. Uh, Ivan Tony's the modern day, isn't he? I, yeah, I spoke yeah, yeah. to Jordan Pickford after the FA Cup game recently, and I said, I said, you know what? I said in commentary, Jordan, you are highly unlikely to save that because yeah. Ivan Tony's way of taking penalties is just bizarre. And he said, he said, Ivan Tony's the best penalty taken I've ever faced. Yeah, you can't read it at all, can you? No, yeah. not at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get that totally. And yeah, Vernon was similar. I remember um, there was a series uh, called The Champions that the BBC put together in uh, the late 80s uh, on Football Focus, I think it was screened. And Colin was the manager at the time, Colin Harvey. And he was talking about, you know, each of the title winning seasons, 63, 70, and then obviously 85 and um, 87. And he was talking about Roy Vernon. And uh, he just, as Colin does when he really means something, his voice just goes a little bit lower. And he just goes, oh yeah, I'm the best penalty taker I've ever seen. And he did, you know, so he actually thought Roy Vernon yeah. was the best he'd ever seen. I think seen. Roy drilled him in, didn't he, as well? Yeah. He, was, uh, he was a great striker. Off, off, off one step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> open play. <laughs> yeah, and he, was, and he scored a few. There's one where he played famously at Leeds in the mid-60s in the FA Cup. And uh, we got a penalty, we can't beat 1-0. No, I was like playing Leeds Allen Road in the mid sixties. wasn't great, you know. And um, I think Alex Scott took it, and uh, Roy Vernon just come back in the team. And Alex Scott took it and missed the referee. <laughs> <laughs> the the goal he moved, and so I said, I "Think I better take this on." <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Stuck it in, you know. So he was, uh, yeah. I think, I think it, there's players who scored more penalties, but I think in terms of obviously didn't see them live, but I've seen some of Roy's since. He'd be the one, I think, in the club's history when it really came down to it. Yeah. If you want somebody to take a penalty for Evan in our history, you give it to give it to Roy. Yeah. Let's just quickly go back to Trevor Stephen. His record of twenty three could easily have been a lot more had Graham Sharp and Kevin Sheedy not been around at the same time. And that's not just my view, that's Trevor's view as well. Yeah, so there was a there was a fair old queue for penalties, to be honest with you. And then I think Howard had run out of um, options. <laughs> right, so so he came he came to me. I remember I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, training session at Belfield, uh, and we'd, we'd missed a penalty at the weekend, and I think we'd missed one like, a few days before as well. Uh, and he just came up to in the shower, and we're both showering away. And you know, it's always an awkward moment when you're <laughs> manager. You, you don't really know what to talk about. Um, so he said. He said, Trev, fancy penalties? And of course, I immediately, the word yeah was out of my mouth before I even thought about it uh, because I hadn't thought about the consequences, right? Because mm. uh, the consequences of, lo- of missing penalties and losing points, letting down your teammates um, are all on the table, right? So 
I, I just went away from that training session, drove home thinking, I'm going to take the next penalty for Everton. My God, right? <laughs> Thing, things were happening really fast. I never took any at Burnley when I was nope. there. Uh, you know, I had two seasons in the first team there. I didn't take penalties. I think it was Brian Laws back in the day. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I can't remember what the first penalty was, uh, but I, I was pretty successful at it. But I, I did discover how to prepare myself mm. for that moment. Because it is, um, you start the game, uh, whatever game you're playing in, and you're interrupted by a penalty, personally, yeah. you are. Whereas if you're a team member who's not responsible for penalties, you're, you're, you're not feeling that same anxiety. Mm. As a penalty in an award, I don't care who you are, is an anxious moment. And so when the, first one, when the first one was given, are you thinking, don't give it, ref, don't give it? I was trying not to trip over myself, right? <laughs> Just going towards the ball because that moment, the referee pointed towards the spot. Oh my goodness, here it is. You know, try and try. Everything's about posture, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you got to try and look as if you are uh, in control. And and there is no way that uh, I was in control, although I may have looked like it. But of course, I had been practicing penalties. And I knew where my favourite spot was, my go-to. Uh, and of course, with the first penalty, that's what you're going to do. So I, I really wasn't uh, confused in my own uh, mind as to what I've got to do. What I was confused about is what, do I eyeball the goalkeeper? Do I eyeball a few of, of my mates in the Gladys Street? Do I, <laughs> what would I do? How do I separate the goalposts um, from uh, this, uh, from my vision uh, and how am I going to put the ball down? What am I going to do? And I had a very precise kind of way of going about it. If you look at any of the old mm-hmm. uh, beta, you know, uh, videotapes, um, I would put the ball down, stride back, turn and do it. Try and eliminate, I tried to eliminate any doubt of what I was going to do and try and keep um, my process exactly the same. So when when you do get onto other penalties, when you've you've started to get a track record and people kind of have an idea of where you're taking your or your favourite spot for a penalty uh, placement, um, you know you start to think to yourself, shall I put it there or shall I, you know, stick to what I think is the most secure penalty for me? Trevor Stephen, that's how a penalty should be taken. I don't think I could take penalties in the manner that they do now. You know, the, the guys who stop and skip and trot and stop again. And that to me is is encouraging doubt. I think be positive, strike through the ball. And uh, and you know, you know, like 99 times out of 100, you're going to hit that square couple of feet every time. But if you put doubt in your mind, then that's two square feet becomes like six square inches. It's interesting, Prenner, isn't it, when you think that Sheedy scored a load, Sharpie scored a load, so had they not been in the side or in the squad 
the mid eighties, Trevor could have scored almost fifty. Probably would have scored. Absolutely, but it also speaks volumes for a how good that side was that we got so many penalties in that era, mm. uh, and b the strength of character of so many of those players that they were all basically you know sort of fighting each other for the right to actually take penalties. Uh, let's talk about penalty shootouts. Uh, our record of penalty oh, yeah. shootouts <laughs> is not the best. Yeah. Uh, Joe Royal, the legend that was if that is Joe Royal, was the very first Everton player to ever miss a shootout penalty and he did it in the very first ever European Cup shootout it was against Borussia Mönchengladbach at Goodison in 1970 it was a new concept at the time and Everton prevailed eventually well it was brand new and, and of course when I missed the first one <clears throat> I think there was a lot of um, negative atmosphere around the place but of course Andy Rankin came to our, our rescue uh, later on with, with a, a great save and uh, and Sandy Brown finished it off so but it, it was a new concept, you know, and it's it, it's still probably the best way, but still not really a proper way to finish such an important game. Absolutely. Can you remember whether you decided beforehand who'd take the penalties or was it just a spur of the moment thing when the final whistle went at the end of extra time? No, no, we, 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 we were... Um, we, we'd already decided who the five were and, and to start with me because, as I say, I was a, a regular penalty taker then and uh, and I, I think at, at that stage, I'm not sure, but I don't think I'd missed one. You know, I had a fairly complicated um, issue of, of just blasting the ball and hoping that the goalkeeper gets out of the way. But <laughs> for some reason or other, I decided to try and add a little bit of direction to this and uh, it ended up a very poor penalty. Never change your mind. Exactly. That's that's about it. Exactly. In in penalty shootouts, in any penalty, never change your mind. Decide where you're going to put it and put it there. If the keeper gets it, he's done well. When you look at the running order there, Alan Ball, Johnny Morrissey, Howard Kendall, fair enough, but Sandy Brown? Why did Sandy take one? Well, Sandy was Sandy was a um a prolific striker of the ball you know he, he was a very very hard striker of the ball wasn't always accurate but he was very very and, and he just he, he blasted it and uh, the goalkeeper I think dived out the way but it, it was uh, it, they were they were probably alongside ourselves the, the best side in the in the remaining European trophy as it was at the time and uh, and you know we were probably odds on favours to beat um, the Greek team Panathinaikos but uh, it never quite went on for us from there Did you have every confidence that Andy Rankin would, would keep one out eventually he was a good shot stopper wasn't he He was a terrific shot stopper in, in many ways um, the nearer you got to Andy the harder he was to beat you know he, he was outstanding reflexes and you know the, it was unfortunate really that Gordon West was an England goalkeeper and such a big influence in the side. Otherwise, he probably would have had more games. Mm. But uh, he certainly, he certainly did well in that game. How amazed we won our first championship. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed, but equally, it set a, a trend which stayed for a long, long time. That every time we missed the first penalty in a penalty shootout, we would go on to win. And you never actually think about it at the time. It's only in hindsight. And that endured even until, you know, up to the, uh, the FA Cup semi-final of uh, 2000 and, 
uh, nine when uh, Man United where Tim Cahill you know so skies went over the crossbar and you immediately fear the worst but you know so the trend came true again you know so we came back and won so it happened so many times uh, yeah penalty shootouts have always been unkind to us I was actually at Wembley when we won a rare one in the uh, Mercantile Credit Centenary Festival. <laughs> Not the, uh, the tournament that people remember with all yeah. that much fondness, yeah. but it was uh, against Wolves. And, uh, you know, bizarrely, we won a, a 45 minute match that finished nil nil. You wouldn't be surprised to know. And uh, we won the penalty shootouts, but they were quite few and far between. I mean, uh, we actually played a Battle of Britain game in, uh, in Dubai against Glasgow Rangers in uh, 1987 I think it was the two champions champions of Scotland champions of England and uh, that went to a bit like the recent you know sort of Carabao Cup final I think it was like uh, seven all at the time and then he'll hate me for saying this but Snod stepped up and we didn't win the, uh, the, the shootout <laughs> as a result but yeah they, they, they weren't that frequent in recent years we've rectified the balance a little bit but yeah there have been a few painful you know sort of shootout defeats going back to the the, the Munchengladbach game of course that was I'd say that on the first penalty shootout in the European Cup and nobody knew the rules mm. then because yeah. people just thought it was sudden death yeah. And Joan missed the first penalty. It was, it was actually the first penalty kick of the shootout, as yeah. you say. And the Radio Merseyside commentator thought that was the end of the game <laughs> and said, <laughs> Right, yeah. Everton are out. Yeah. Back to the studio. Yeah. Well, uh, thinking, and if you watch the footage of the game, uh, Wolfgang Clef, who was the, the yeah. Bushman's side, dropped by goalkeeper, he thinks he's won by saving the penalty. And he's, he's wandering around like in a bit, <laughs> bit of a daze, you know. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was, it was just a new concept um, that had been brought in, and it was it was strange that like <laughs> nobody appeared to know what, what the rules were. To no. be fair, the last couple of penalty shootouts I want to speak about Chelsea and over the FA Cup wasn't even going to penalties until Leighton Baines scores a wonderful free kick yeah. right at last knockings, and then missed his penalty. Which often seems to happen, doesn't it? I mentioned earlier about uh, Unzi, you know, so scoring a penalty in normal time at Newcastle or extra time as it was, and then missing in the penalty shootout. I don't know. You've got to have a particularly solid mindset to, um, you know, so take two penalties in a game and you know, convert them both. Uh, the one that stands out for me in that one was Phil Neville. You know, so it was just you know, a man I think is always massively underestimated uh, in his Everton career he was such a leader and uh, technically a far better footballer, pe- footballer than people gave him credit for and um, you know so, you don't win Premier League do you? no exactly and you know so his, his penalty you know so that day was just like again a proper captain's penalty I don't even know if he was skipper that day but he played like a skipper and uh, well, a, a guy that deserves a great deal more credit than you know so a lot of fans give him to be fair but yeah you know so his penalty that day is to stand out for me and the kit that gorgeous cream kit that we wore that day <laughs> <laughs> okay let's just wind up our Podcast penalty special. Uh, couple of quirky ones, Gav. You must have a couple. Of oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one of Stevens went the one against Watford here in '86, where the bag <laughs> blew across the penalty area for the pe- and he <laughs> distracted the keeper and he had to retake, retake the penalty. Like you know, it was the first I've ever seen that. The only time <laughs> uh, Roy Vernon three times taking penalty against uh, United in the Charity Shield in '63. Goodson first one, the goal he was. Off his line, second one was the was encroachments and the, the third one he put in and there was one which is which is quirky but it's quite unbelievable. Uh, T Jones, you know, great player for us in the fifties, he was a, an amateur of St. Helens during the Second World War and he played the local German prisoner war camp. Strange enough and Bert Salmon was 
and the great Bert Troutman was in goal. Uh, took a penalty against them in that, that friendly match and 14 years later. Troutman's played for Man City. T. Jones does the same for Everton. You know, that's with two penalties and utterly different circumstances. Totally you know? contrasting circumstances. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to top that penalty. Yeah. No, no, but yeah, if I'm thinking of a quirky one, it would probably have to be... I mean, I've got to mention Bob Latchford, haven't I? Because, you know, I can't do a podcast without mentioning Bob Latchford. <laughs> and uh, obviously he took two at the tail end of the 77-78 season, uh, which he needed to uh, get to his 30 league goals and win the prize from the Daily Express. One against Paul Cooper, who was a penalty-saving expert at the yeah, time, was, and absolutely yeah, yeah. leathered it into the roof of the net. Then obviously the other one against Chelsea. So everyone would think, well, that's it. Then Bob Latchford has finished with taking penalties. But he took one more, and it was the following season. We were playing Wimbledon at home, and it was a League Cup tie. And Mickey Walsh had signed for a big sum of money uh, from Blackpool for 300 grand and couldn't buy a goal, desperate for a goal. And uh, I think we were winning about three or four nil at the time. And uh, we got a penalty, and the Gladys Street were actually chanting for Mickey Walsh to take it, you know, so to actually break his duck and give the poor lad some confidence. But Latchford, being as goal hungry as ever he was, <laughs> sat had a chance for a hat trick. I says, no. So he took the ball, wouldn't let Mickey Walsh take it. And, you know, unusually for Latchford, just converted it quite, you know, confidently and side footed it into the corner to complete his hat trick. We went on to win 8 0. Latchford scored five. Martin Dobson got a hat trick. Mickey Walsh got nine. <laughs> yeah, I'll speak to that. It's great saving having an opportunity to give Hibbo a penalty in open play, wasn't yeah, it? You know, that, that's one of the great regrets of watching Everton in the 21st century. You know, Hibbo, those Hibbo, Hibbo told me that he'd asked Moisey if he could take a penalty, and Moisey said it was against AK Athens. Yeah, it's yeah. a friendly, it's Hibbo's testimonial. Yeah. Moisey said, Let's see what the score is. <laughs> <laughs> Just finally to finish off, finally again, there's nothing worse than players arguing on the pitch about who should take the penalty, is there? Oh, Strapping over the ball, deciding the direction and who's going to take the penalty and go with it. Because we've come unstuck a couple of times, haven't we? Yeah, well, that's why we've been so angry in the past about uh, some of the, the more recent moments. Kevin Morales, you know, so Ross Barkley, you know, so basically demanding responsibility Richarlison you know so recently mm-hmm. as well demanding responsibility when it's already been decided you know it's discussed in the dressing room you know anybody that thinks that it isn't you know is wrong you know they discuss these things and they say yeah. right who's on penalties it's him it's Dominic Calvert-Lewin if he's off the pitch injured it, it's so and so you know so these yeah. things are actually you know decided and so for somebody to suddenly say no I fancy it now it's wrong you've got mm-hmm. to have the discipline to say that no that's already been decided so yeah that does wind me up to be honest and it gives the Opposition, a bit of confidence, how yeah. they can't, you know, they're arguing amongst themselves here. Yeah, the interesting one now, the, the latest tactic, of course, in football is to give the ball before the penalty shot to somebody who's not taking it, isn't it? Yeah. So they get harangued by the, the opposition, yeah. <laughs> then hand it over to the two takers just before, and you know, it's all getting very sophisticated. It's changed, you could take it anywhere. Well, yeah, absolutely. This has been a podcast penalty special. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sure you have too. My thanks to Gavin Buckland and Dave Prentice. It was great that, lads. I'm Donna Griffiths, thanks for listening. 88 minutes on the watch. Gladys Street, Goodison, Leighton Baines. Scores for Everton!